This is The Podlight, a podcast by San Jose Spotlight dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Editor Nick Preciado. In the early morning hours of February 23rd, volunteers searched the streets of San Jose for homeless camps and people sleeping in tents and vehicles. Santa Clara County's point-in-time homeless count is underway, as officials seek to tally the number of people living on the streets. Joining me now to discuss this is reporter Tron Nguyen. How's it going, Tron? Good. Thank you for having me. So tell us about this point-in-time count. Why is this happening? So this homeless count, also known as a point-in-time count, is something that's happened every other year. This is very essential for all counties in California to do to have a better understanding of its own homelessness crisis in its backyard. This is also part of a federal requirement um, for each county to do every other year to receive federal funding. This is also very important um, as advocates have pointed out to me that it's allowed people to have a better understanding of the issue and better identify the services and supports that potentially needed to address the issue. Okay. Now, is this just a, a tally of how many homeless people um, are seen in these surveys or, or are there like questionnaires for these unhoused individuals? So what's happening this week is a two-day event of people, essentially hundreds of people going out to um, every single census track in the center in the county of Santa Clara um, to count the actual people on the ground. But in the upcoming weeks, um, the organizer and the county is going to send out a different group of people to do survey. So this is essentially a, a long list of questions to better understand the status of people living on the streets. These questions include those um, asking about how long people have been have been homeless, um, where were they before they become unhoused, um, and this year the county is also adding a question that advocates have been pushing for for a long time is their experience with shelter in the county of Santa Clara. The questions will focus on whether or not they use shelter or not, and why, why not. Um, I've heard a lot of horror stories about people sleeping in shelters, not feeling safe, um, being violated, violated, assault, um, and have their stuff stolen. So I think with the survey, including this question, it's going to be very telling uh, for the county to know. Now, to talk about this count just for a sec, uh, or before we really get into this count, it was delayed, uh, is my understanding, and this is actually like the first count that's happened in about three years. Can you explain why it was delayed? Yes. So this count is supposed to happen every other year, and the last time that we have a count was in 2019. So an, another count is supposed to happen in 2021 um, last year, but because of COVID-19 and the surge um, at the time, the county, Santa Clara County, decided to postpone the count for another year. Um, this is not something that's unique to Santa Clara County. However, um, I know a lot of Bay Area counties um, and even counties in Southern California also postponed their own counts um, because of COVID-19. This year's count is actually 
um, was delayed for a month um, because of the Omicron surge. Um, so there was a lot of concerns about COVID-19. So the organizers and county kind of have to really um, plan ahead a lot um, and kind of coordinate um, a lot of this effort before the count actually happened. Um, in previous counts, they actually have a deployment center and a kickoff event where people can pair up with each other and kind of get a more um, and kind of have a better understanding of what they're supposed to do um, in person. But this year, Santa Clara County kind of opted to do away with that, with, with those events. Um, so there was a lot of uh, efforts ahead of time that they have to coordinate and planning for this count. Okay. And now how many homeless individuals uh, did the last point in time count find? Yeah. So in Silicon Valley, where where the region is getting wealthier and wealthier every year, it seems, the population of unhoused people actually grew every time that we did these counts. In 2017, we've seen 7,394 people uh, living on the street. And in 2019, the last time we did this count, the county saw a 31% jump. So at that time, we counted 9,706 people living in the streets. And from what I've heard from unhoused people and advocates who have worked tirelessly during this pandemic, more people have fallen into homelessness because of the pandemic, um, upending thousands of lives. And they expect this year's count is going to be um, very high. Now, you went out with a group of volunteers this week doing the count. Uh, where did you go with them to? Yeah, so I tag along with a duo. Um, one of them was an unhoused advocate, Sean Cartwright, and the other, um, she used to be unhoused, um, and she bounced around this area for six years before she found housing. Her name is um, Geneva Strickland, and we end up in Alviso and the north part of San Jose, that's border Malpitas and Santa Clara City, we end up spending hours uh, from 5.30 a.m. until, I believe, 1 p.m., just scouring the streets um, and, you know, on the pass. At one point, we even drove into um, a bike path to kind of look under highways and along waterways to see if there's any encampments that we can count. So that's, we essentially covered two census tracts, um, and that's kind of the, uh, the goal uh, for each group that's going out on these events. Right. And even Mayor Sam Licardo went out for a census track. I think he got started a little later at uh, like 6.15 or 6.30. So Tron, let's talk a little bit about what you saw during the trip. What kind of conditions are these unhoused people living in? So it was actually a pretty eye-opening experience for me. We often focus on reporting in homeless camps in downtown or areas near downtown, like the camps in along Guadalupe River, um, near Columbus Park, and things like that, where you see a lot of people living in tents, makeshift structures, and kind of 
congregate um, in large numbers with each other. But in the north part of San Jose, a lot of people we counted, they live in RVs and mobile homes and their trucks. A lot of people, we counted a couple of tents and makeshift uh, structures, but the majority of people do have a roof over their head in a way. Um, they can stay out the call for the most part. A lot of people have generator, propane pumping into their vehicles. So we definitely see a different picture in North San Jose compared to the downtown area. A lot of people in this area really didn't really want to be bothered. Um, they don't want people talking to them. They don't want to be seen leaving their vehicles. A lot of people actually was leaving their RVs to go to jobs. Um, I saw a couple of people working in constructions, nearby constructions to where they live. And these RVs are usually parked in dead end streets um, near construction areas, like I said. They also congregated um, about you know half a dozen cars on one street and with there's one particular example that kind of stood out to me where this is pretty early in the morning i believe it's still like 6 p.m uh, sorry 6 a.m so the sun hasn't come up yet and we drove by and saw this rv so we stopped nearby it to kind of block their information and the two couple, then the couple that live in the RV kind of came out and they were really worried. And they told us that, oh, we're leaving right now. Don't worry about us. We are leaving in, you know, 10 minutes or so. And we kind of have to explain that, no, 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 don't worry. Um, we are not here to sweep you. We're not here to cause any trouble. We really just want to count you and, you know, make sure that you are um, being represented in, in this count. And they started to open up and share with us that although they have jobs working in the uh, Levi Stadium, they have been homeless for six or seven years. They have they have been harassed by police officers in the past. Although they although their vehicles are all up to date uh, in terms of registration, so it's really speak to the experience that. Geneva Strickland told me that when you're on the streets, it's 24-7. You just have to be on your toes. Some people don't even want to sleep because they worry that they can get robbed or they can be harassed by police officers. Um, and these and this and that fear really play out with this couple that um, we end up talking to. They weren't comfortable with sharing with me their, their names or having their photos taken. So I think that's also speak to um, the experience of people really don't want to be bothered um, in this part of the city. Definitely. And I also think it really speaks to a, a lack of a sense of comfort or a sense of security. And I mean, I think that makes sense with these, you know, people are living on the streets or out in tents or in vehicles. Like, I think it's hard to get security there. Um, but I really just think it shows almost the, their emotional state in a way of, uh, or maybe not even their emotional state, but just their mindset of like, like you said, like it's essentially about survival. And it sounds like they're really just having to be on their toes the entire time. Um, I, 
I did want to touch on something that one of the advocates you spoke with in your story mentioned. I believe it was Sean Cartwright who said this, that she's really expecting this to be a conservative count uh, or the numbers to be fairly conservative. What did she mean by that? Yeah, so the way that this count works is that so each vehicle for this group particularly, each vehicle that they saw, they counted as one entry. We don't, we didn't really knock on any doors um, as that was instructed by um, the organizer in the county to kind of leave um, unhoused people alone on these counts. So we counted each vehicles or RVs that we saw that have signs of people living in them, but how many people living in them, we don't know. Unless the advocate or the people who counting um, these cams know exactly the people who live there, which happened in one case where Sean Cartwright actually knew how many people living in this encampment that kind of next to Top Golf. Um, she knew 10 people living there, so we counted all 10 people. But in RVs, we really don't know how many people are actually sleeping in there. She said, usually when you have an RV, you have at least two people um, staying there. But there's cases where up to eight to 10 people sleeping in one RV. So we really don't know how the county is going to determine this, um, how that's going to play into the count, actually. But um, she worried that the count is going to be conservative and leaving out a lot of people. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me in a way. It almost sounds like an undercount. And maybe if it's not intentional, it almost is like a byproduct that whatever this number is that we're going to get to with this count, there's people, there's obviously people that are left out of that. So it's really only a part of the picture, I guess you could say. Right. Now, final question here, Tron. When will the results of the survey be released? When are we going to actually know this count of how many homeless people have been tallied in Santa Clara County? Yeah. So John Connery, who's organized uh, all of this effort, he said that the tally is going to come in this week, but the county is going to release the result in partner with the result of the surveys that I just talked about earlier, um, that is being conducted in the next couple of weeks. So the county is going to collect those data too and release all of this um, in one big package um, in summer. That's usually the deadline that they have in previous counts, but I assume that we're going to see some delay just because we did this count um, later in the year than previous counts. Well, okay. Thank you so much for explaining that, Tron. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Ramona Guevargas, CEO and co-founder of San Jose Spotlight. And I'm Josh Bruce, Executive Director and co-founder of San Jose Spotlight. San Jose Spotlight is a community-supported nonprofit news organization fueled by readers and listeners like you. You can support our work by becoming a sustaining member with a monthly or annual donation on our website, sanjosespotlight.com. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, the city's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent reporting. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.